When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. Really quickly, before we get into this episode, I wanted to mention my Patreon. Patrons get all of the podcasts a week early. I do giveaways. I do some other stuff. But most importantly, if you want me to review your music or artwork or anything else, Patreon is the way to do that. Every month, I do a call for submissions. All you need to do if you want me to review something is just post it in the comments of that post. Then I will review it live on Twitch for the hundreds of people that tune into every stream and post it on Patreon for everyone to check out. All you need to do is just join at the $10 and up level, stay tuned for that post, and you are good to go. So if that sounds cool to you and you want me to review your music, artwork, or anything else, hit the link in the show notes for this episode. And thank you very much to everyone who supports over on Patreon. Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you for making time for this. Uh, I know you're about to head out the door to go on tour, so I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, Finn. Well, I, I wanted. there's a lot of things I want to talk about with you, but let's start with, uh, with your tweet. I will read it for everyone. You tweeted this, I don't know, last week or something like that. Uh, yeah. Being in a band feels pretty stupid now. The culture is embarrassing and nothing about it is cool anymore. Make almost no money and half my old heroes are disgraced perverts. I have worked my whole life for this and all I feel is ashamed, broken down and obsolete, barely hanging on. And then you followed up. I'll be fine. I still appreciate everyone who supports. I'll keep making music. It is what it is. There's a lot to unpack here that I want to ask you about, but just what what was going through your head? Heavy stuff, man. <laughs> well, a lot of doom and despair. Uh, it, it was definitely a moment of, of weakness um, and the cynical, toxic thoughts. Or was it a moment of reality? Well, it's a, it, it's a little bit of both. I, I think I want, want to address that while I do have times where I feel this way, um, wholeheartedly i don't it's not that all i feel is is ashamed and broken down and obsolete but there are moments where that is the overwhelming feeling um and you know i think a lot of times i i tend to vent and be like should i should i post this is this something that can be mis misconstrued uh and you know it gets the better of me um but i also do think it's something important to talk about and uh, to keep this toxic positivity where everything's fine and uh, there's there's nothing wrong that needs to be addressed. Uh, that's not the way either. So mm -hmm. hopefully, if anything, um, for the people who don't understand where I'm coming from, we can meet in the middle and um, help give each other 
perspective from both sides. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't want this to be like super negative or anything like that. Um, but like you said, I do want to talk about this stuff because I think it's important for people to hear, you know, reality in, in a lot of different ways. Um, not to say that everything is terrible and awful and all that. Cause cause that's not true. I mean, you're about to go on tour and play to, you know, thousands and thousands of people over the course of this tour who are going to, you know, tell you how great you are and love your music and all that stuff. And that's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. And again, super grateful uh, to be able to perform. And um, the reason why I got into music is not so it could feel cool to try to pursue being a rock star, but uh, because it's my favorite outlet and is good for my soul, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but when you spend so much time, especially in your, your younger years, uh, looking up to an example that ends up uh, being kind of tainted or not at all what you thought it, it was going to be. And and that feels like a piece of you. Um, it yeah. feels like a piece of you has been tainted in a way. You know what I mean? Because um, you've been influenced, for example, for me, um, Warp Tour. I grew up going to Warp Tour. Uh, and that was all I ever wanted to do was be a part of it. And then after a while, all these stories come out of of the abuse that happens uh, during Warp Tour, it ha- happened during Warp Tour, um, and just a lot of other bad shit that I don't know. In retrospect, it, it makes you feel kind of, kind of dirty for uh, sure. idolizing the culture so much, not not really understanding. Although, to to be fair, as a kid, you know, you there's no way you would know about that stuff, you know, until it of comes course. out in the press, and of course, then you know you react. You know, nobody wants to see that stuff, but it does kind of make you feel like. Man, this thing that I loved was it ever what I thought it was? Yeah, that that's a really good way to put it into words. Um, and it, it does kind of break your heart a little bit. And also, there's a certain level of uh, I don't want to say being jaded, but the experience you get from doing this for ten plus years, being on the road, and um, musicians are often treated like they're at the bottom of the barrel. And uh, you you get screwed over pretty hard for a really long time. And, um, you know, when when you're 18, when you're 20, all all for me, all I wanted to do was be on the stage. I didn't care about the money uh, or really much, much else. I just wanted to be up there. But then when you're 30, it's like, OK, I've done these things that um, I, I've always really wanted to do. And a 16 year old Andy's incredibly stoked. And that's great. But you do need more. You you need to be able to make a sustainable living and, um, you know, keep nourishing your soul and feel good about the work you're doing. And, uh, you know, because of how difficult things are out there on tour, you hear about uh, venue merch cuts all the time and the crazy expenses that go into it. And just living in a fucking van for six or eight weeks. Yeah. This shit's rough. It is rough. And it and it gets harder as the years go by. Your first tour, it's like, this is amazing. I'm on a tour with my friends. This is cool. It's like summer vacation. You know, and, and it, obviously it's an amazing opportunity to get out there and be on the road and stuff. But at the same time, you're literally living in a van with five or six other people, you know, not making a ton of money in most cases. It's, you know, it, it's not easy. Right. And and when the money is not there and when your quality of life is suffering because you can't afford to, for instance, eat healthy on tour or get the amenities you need, just just basic stuff like showering. And then you see everything that's going on in the climate 
currently right. and you're like, well, I'm a part of this and this is <laughs> this is what I chose to do with my life. Uh, it's hard to wrap your mind around it and, and those dark thoughts happen. I want to talk about the the disgraced perverts part in particular, because I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. Here, I'll tell you my opinion and my experience. You can see what you tell me what you think. And, and it only becomes more and more obvious over the years. There are so many just dysfunctional shitbags in the entertainment industry, not just limited to music. It's like Hollywood, yeah. like Epstein and Weinstein and just all these people like, you know, they're and Dan Schneider from Nickelodeon. I Oof. mean, like you, you realize that there are these people in Hollywood who were getting away with this stuff for, you know, decades because people were scared to say anything. And I think the same thing kind of happens to, I hope a lesser extent in music, meaning that like there's a lot of people out there that everyone sort of knows are not great people. Right. Well kept secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Or even it's sometimes it's not even a secret, you know, but yeah, lots of times it's a secret. The fans may not know, but people in the industry sort of know like this person's a shit bag. But what are you going to do? You get booked on a festival with that person and you see them you know, backstage or whatever, yeah. you know, wh what are you going to do? You're not going to like, you can't confront them. Are you going to like, and so you're, you're in a really shitty position of like, okay, <laughs> I'm playing a festival with this person. That's a piece of shit. And I don't feel good about saying yes to that. But on the other hand, like, yeah, you could be like, well, monuments isn't playing this festival and they're going to be like, okay, cool. We don't give a fuck. Right. Many more. So what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Because, well, there's so many, so many small variables here, too. First of all, um, there's varying degrees of being a shitbag. Yep. And some people are shitbags or whatever. And then some people have shitbag moments. Okay, no one's perfect. We all have some yep. shit. So I, I and just there's a difference between that. being an asshole and being an abuser. Right, right. Uh, uh, there's criminal behavior. And then there's, you know, that guy's being a prick. Um and and I, I understand that. And I also understand that there's two sides of stories and you can't always believe what you read on the Internet. So you can't just roll up to a venue and be like, I heard something about you. Fuck you, um, et cetera, et cetera. But you do wonder in those situations. Of you're like, well, I don't know. Is is it like maybe it's true? Maybe it's not. And so you're in this situation of you have to like sort of just sh I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but like it feels like you just sort of have to shrug and be like. Well, I yeah. guess it just is what it is. We're just going to play our set. And 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 then what happens is your morality comes into question uh, yeah. for yourself and for the public. And and people are constantly having to weigh their options. Is this tour opportunity worth the damage it's going to do to my reputation or the damage it's going to do to my own morals? Um, and I understand that, too. And I also want to say that my tweet and when I speak about stuff like this on Twitter, I'm not a. Uh, doing a a public service okay i'm i'm getting stuff off my chest you know i'm not i'm not a like a noble uh messenger yeah. or anything you know what i mean like i do think it does need to be talked about um but very much that was just me putting out my feelings and i do want people to know how hard it can be uh faced with these like you like we were talking about these moral dilemmas and and still and and it's true for the fans too. It's like, okay, so we're gonna yeah, I yeah. wanna go to this festival because five of these bands I like are playing. And there's this one guy in this one band who is a piece of shit. Do I go to support the bands I like or not go because this guy's a piece of shit? It's like it's un 
it's unclear. And I the thing that to me is unfortunate is just that there's so many of these people in music and people, I mean, entertainment in general, and that people just sort of tolerate it because the reality is that a lot of these people are extremely fucking talented and they have an audience and yeah. and and everyone is like, well, if if we want this thing to be financially viable, I, I guess we have to tolerate this person. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, that's the way people look at it. Well, the I think um, overall, if you look at the sum of these situations in society, talent usually trumps morals. Yep. Um, and money. Money usually trumps morals in the grand scheme of things. And there are varying degrees to that. And some people will take a stand and some companies will put their foot down. But a yep. lot of times it's it's if you're already in a position where you can do that and still your career will be okay. And I don't know, to be honest, I've never really been faced with uh, a big one like that where it's like, should I do this or should I not do this based on this person's reputation? You know, I, I have had moments where I've said no to stuff. But yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know how, how, how it would feel. But it's a lot of little things, a lot of little things where you're like, man, I don't, I don't love being on tour with this guy because I don't really like the way he conducts himself. Yeah. But it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And if you already uh, have difficulty touring in the first place too, if, if it's just a really hard industry, man. And, and some people like myself, I, I struggle on tour a lot. Um, I know that each each time it's going to be a battle for just trying to stay healthy and get sleep and and maintain good uh, vocal health or or what have you. Um, and then you have all this stuff that's that's going on or or are you going to tour with so many people that you don't uh, see eye to eye with morally or otherwise? Um, it makes you think a lot. It put it casts a lot of doubt. Uh there's certainly something to be said about the the guitar hero and the mm -hmm. the rock star not really existing anymore and um you know sometimes i guess what, what do you mean I by that like, well there's no uh new green day or new right. my chemical romance coming into to excuse me have you heard of someone named machine gun kelly <laughs> right right which is you know obviously still very yeah, much yeah. in the realm of of the pop world and a lot of times, I guess, I feel like I, I trained for a, a job or a position or a pipe dream that doesn't exist. Like being an elevator operator or making, yeah, like, yeah. you know, horse, you know, horseback carriages or whatever. Right. Horse drawing carriages. And and that doesn't I want to be clear that that doesn't take away my love for the art at all. Um, But it takes a lot of the the camaraderie and the solidarity and the understanding um, between not just your your peers in the musical world, but peers outside of the musical world, a way that you know it it's kind of a become a foreign thing uh, to to go out and and do this as a rock band. I I talk to a lot of people who are my friends who aren't in the industry, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, how much money did you make in that show?" Or, uh, oh, you think we like, make money? <laughs> yeah, it was like, "Hey, can you take me?" backstage like to the the crazy backstage area and it's a lot of times like man i'm i'm playing these uh these dives and yeah i want to see seven nerds back here on their phones right right and <laughs> and i'm always going to be very very proud of the the music that i've created and 
get to create and continue to to create and the awesome people that I get to work with and um, the art that I have to show for it. But at the same time, um, royalties being paid have never been lower. And we're all, most of us are in these, these record deals where we really aren't making anything even after we recoup uh, from the the loan from the label. It's still a very small sum that has to be split between five people. And right. a lot of times that's, it's just going back into the tours. It's going back into the records. We, we are just using that to try to continue to work basically. And, and bills are our thing, man. You know, I, I got to pay rent. We, we all got to pay our bills and, and stay financially healthy enough to, to survive and to keep doing this. Do you think about what you're going to be doing in 20 years because you know you're young enough now that it's like well you can still kind of you know you can put up with some things but like yeah i don't know retirement stuff like that the thing is about that i do worry for my future i i know that that musicians and entertainers it can be very fleeting your career but the other thing is when i was 20 i didn't i couldn't possibly imagine how the world was going to be now so i can't really imagine how it's going to be in the next 10 or 20 years and I try not to worry about it too much for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And we're always adapting. I mean, you are a great adapter um, to the time, still being able to make a career and uh, make your art in, in the changing musical climate. And that's what it takes. Yeah. It definitely does. But I still think that I'm allowed to uh, mourn the loss of uh, the the job that I was training for, essentially, or or at least struggle to wrap my head around this new world. But there is a, there's another side to that coin, you know. I have been able to do and see things that 99% of people would never be able to do or see, and that's all because of music. You know, there are priceless experiences that, mm -hmm. that do make this worth it on a regular basis. I mean, you're about to go get on a plane to Europe and tour get paid to like travel around europe and meet people yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> well full transparency um this will be one of the tours where we will hopefully break even on <laughs> all right well i mean even if you break even on it you get to you're going to be in europe for six weeks i would never be able to afford to, to travel like this without music so yes very much a privilege um but there, then there's a lot of stuff that that the people don't talk about which is just trying to maintain a, a five-way plus relationship for months at a time, having no access to, to clean laundry half the time or showers or food, especially after a show when you have no crew uh, because you can't afford crew, you've got to do it all yourself. And then and it's there's 1 no, and there's nothing open to eat, you know, the, the merch cuts and there's uh, times where the guarantees are, are too low for you to cover costs for that day or uh, you're doing a routing show where it's kind of a B market. It's not an A market. So necessarily the turnout won't be super great, but at least you're making some money just to keep going. Um, and then you get sick and then you don't sleep. And uh, I, I feel like even now I'm not doing a great job of describing how difficult it can be. Um, and that I'm, I, I get like destroyed by traveling for work for like three days. Yeah, <laughs> you know, honestly, man, now, me too. It, it it breaks you down uh, after a while. And um, 
even though, hey man, I I love making music like so much. It it's literally who I am and in my soul. The uh, traveling like that on the seat of your pants, being very insecure with your surroundings, um, not being in a place where where all of your preferences are and your stuff is that that's the stuff that's really hard for me. Yeah, I my routine is super important to me. Yeah. And if it gets yeah. thrown off at all, even at home, like it stresses me out. And on the road, it's like throw all that out the window. It's like you do whatever you can do in the moment and make the most of it. And just that's the best you can do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are a lot better at that than others, too. Some people are a yeah. lot better at the the drifter lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. <laughs> it you're is. like a professional drifter. You just yeah. get to go on stage and play guitar for half an hour it's, every night. It's true, man. And um, in some ways, that's the most amazing thing ever. Uh, but it certainly doesn't give you a lot of security and, and solid ground to stand on a lot of time. And... um. Yeah, some some nights are just really hard and rationalizing doing this indefinitely as I enter my, you know, my 30s and and beyond. It's scary. And and I wonder how is how long is this sustainable and and how long can can I keep this up and what 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 would I be doing if I can't? What because, right. you know, this is I've put it all into this and and <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you're a good communicator. You know, you could have any other like white collar office job if you wanted to. I could. And and here's and that's that's the where my privilege is coming in, because I don't want to do that. I, I still want to be able to make music. Yeah. And, and and make that into a living. And but you could. And there's some people who just there's some people who can't. You know what I mean? Some people in music that it's like this is your only like you're at home in this world and anywhere else. You're just not going to flourish. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, 
You can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. I don't mean to be grim, but like, I don't even see, I don't see a life without doing this. I can't imagine a job that I, that I would prefer doing to uh, creating and performing. And I think I'd probably always be wondering what could, what could be if I did give it up and, you know, it's funny that tweet that I made. It did also a lot of friends who were like, they used to do this. They they would be like, "Yep, this is why I got out of it." You know, mm-hmm. and um, I I've seen that a lot, and I I really do hope that um these people are hap- happier out out of the industry if if it was just that sort of thing was too much for them. Um, but I want to make the the distinction that that it is still worth it in many ways. And just because there are things to complain about and low points and dark times that we should talk about, it doesn't mean that that um, as a whole, I'm not grateful and still stoked to be a part of it most of the time. Yeah. But I th- I think it's bad to pretend everything's roses and and people say toxic positivity like that. I, I think it's not good to to filter out all the bad and just only talk about the good because then we're not uh gonna things aren't really gonna change yeah and, and for me personally like i want everyone to go into whatever their job that they choose i want them to go into it with their eyes open knowing what they're getting into like if you yes, go work for amazon totally. as a software engineer it's gonna be fucking hard because like that place is constant chaos and they're gonna push you super 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 hard you're gonna make a lot of money and you're gonna have a lot of impact but it is going to like it's not going to be fucking easy. And I'm not saying anyone should or shouldn't take that job. It's just like that's what the job is. And if someone wants to be a musician, you know, the tours, you should understand what the reality of that is, because I think you know there's a lot of people. Into. Yeah. Like I, I used to um, I worked on this magazine years ago, this like DVD magazine. We did a lot of like action sports and music stuff. We did like videos with like Quicksilver and Element and like Rockstar Games and blah, blah, blah. Damn. That's awesome. And, well, yeah, but it's one of these things where, you know, I've had many of these experiences in my life where I I got the thing I wanted or got very close to it and then realized like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And so like that job was like, it was cool when I describe it to you like that, but I got paid maybe 15 or $20,000 a year for that. Um, and I worked my fucking balls off for it. And the people in action sports are unbearable, just total dicks. And I was like, this fucking sucks. I mean, obviously it could be worse. Like it's not working in a coal mine or whatever, but like it was, I did not enjoy it at all. And then there's been a lot of other jobs that I had that I thought were going to be shitty and actually turned out to be really cool. 
Well, thank you for for that, because I feel like this is sort of a, a mock-up example going on right now where, okay, you told me about this on the surface really sick job that you had that a lot of people, you know, on paper would kill to, to have the opportunity. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. You go, but, you know, th these reasons that made it really hard and unbearable and to the point where a lot of times you weren't enjoying it you know, that, that changed things for you yeah. when you're on the inside and, and on the outside, I'm like, dude, you should just, you should just be grateful. Stop, stop complaining. You know, and, and anyone I, would kill grateful. to be in your position. Yeah. And right. And that, while that is true, of course, I, we still are, aren't we entitled to, to trying, uh, for better, for wanting more and, and for, sure. um, expressing it, the things that aren't okay in what we're doing. It, it doesn't mean that, you know, looking at you, oh, you're you're just ungrateful and and you should shut up about it, which is probably 40 percent of the the feedback I got from from <laughs> yeah. people who aren't in this. And no, no, no. Well, the, the other part of this is like I want people listening to this to also realize that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are probably listening to this and are like, yeah, but that's all I've ever wanted is to be in a band. And I have this nine to five job and it sucks and I hate my life. And yeah. And then you look, you see someone like me who's like in this doing it, traveling the world, bitching about it. Like I, I can totally understand why they would feel my my point to those people is like, well, actually, maybe your life isn't isn't doesn't suck. Wow. OK. You know, there is not a fucking thing wrong with having a nine to five job. Like I, that's a really good point, too. Yeah, I, I don't like for like I enjoy what I do, but like I don't do this because like I wanted to necessarily I always just wanted a stable nine to five corporate job that like paid well and, you know, didn't like stress me out too much. But I, I couldn't get those jobs because just for whatever reason, I was not good enough at like convincing them that, you know, <laughs> like they didn't want me, you yeah. know, and I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I guess I'm going to do things the hard way. And it is the fucking hard way. Yeah. And it's the it's the unpredictable way the the yeah. less secure way. And and that's scary. I I think. Obviously, this always rings true that the grass is greener on the other side in a lot of ways, no matter yeah. what you're doing. I I think you and I, we pine for job security and stability and, and a sanctuary where we know, you know, our routine's not going to be messed with each day. Totally. Like, if I could have some boring ass job, like doing accounts receivable, you know, for Amazon in a job where nobody ever even knew that I existed and just be able to count on stability there and know that I could have that. Like my my dad, my mom and dad both worked for the Department of Corrections. And, you know, you work for the state. It's like you're not going to get paid a ton, but you're also, you know, job stability is guaranteed, basically, especially working at a prison. You know, it's not a lot of competition for that job. Um, and uh, great retirement benefits and stuff. They're good. And like, the, like there's not a fucking so listening for anybody listening to this i want you to know like there is not a single fucking thing wrong with choosing that path like it's not like you're a loser if you didn't end up you know or or that your life sucks because you didn't end up playing music for a living or you know doing something creative or whatever there's a lot to be said for stability yeah but fomo is a powerful thing it sure is when when people are feel like they're missing out on an experience that they always really wanted, then you see someone who is in that position that and they're like, uh, "Fuck you, Andy," and I'm complaining about it. Yes, yeah, and and 
this is what I didn't really think about it when I hit that send tweet. Um, like I said, it was definitely a low moment for me. I was feeling weak and and uh, I've been a lot better about this, but I still have these moments where I'm like, God, I got to get my feelings out there. I got to vent. I got to express it. Twitter. Here we go. Um, I will say for me, um, what I have learned is that like expressing negative feelings in my content. Pretty much 100 percent of the time, a bad idea. Right. Unless it's lyrics, then then uh, it, you can get away with it. But yeah, in earnest, sure. in earnest. Absolutely. Um, but I'm I'm also I'm struggling with bad idea, good idea sort of thing, because there are I'm very, very happy and and validated and rejuvenated by the camaraderie and the solidarity that I've experienced from other musicians who have lived this life. A lot of really awesome cool people have reached out to me from that tweet telling me that they get it and they understand it and giving me perspective. Let's focus on this and bettering this um, and in order to make a better world for our, for our future. And, and that gives me hope. And I'm, I'm really glad that I, that I was able to say this um, and get a lot of good feedback from people who have lived the life. So I do think overall, you know, I'm happy with my decision to talk about it. Um, but then obviously there's the backlash from the people that like we're talking about, have, have different jobs and think about what a privilege it is to be in my position, which it is. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's fair for them to be like, fuck you, Andy, like shut up and <laughs> shut up and sing. Like, I think that's a yeah, fair reaction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? I think it is too. Um, because how could they possibly know where I'm coming from without living that life and just seeing my limited character tweet um but maybe if if we could meet each other in the middle and because i did gain a lot of healthy perspective from that side too i shouldn't uh say all i feel is ashamed and beaten down and obsolete whatever because that isn't all i feel right there are moments where it is it feels insurmountable and overwhelming but because of the the wonderful people that still occupy this scene it's not all bad. Well, singers are emotional people. Yeah, it's very true. Again, you know, I spend so much of my life looking up to and being inspired by um, a lot of my heroes. And then I feel like that's a piece of me. And then I find out, you know, that this piece has uh, been a disgraced pervert or whatever. You know, you look at like Lost Prophets or, or Marilyn Manson or etc sure, yeah. etc it stings very badly and it's not the only reason why i'm in in, in this industry to to dream of that lifestyle and and to want to be where where my heroes were but it, it is a, a big part of it so i'll say something positive about the disgraced perverts part <laughs> oh, oh where is this going going then at least people in rock give a shit which is not true like People like rappers are such fucking awful people like <laughs> across the board that have done so many terrible things. So, I mean, like fucking listen to future lyrics, you know, listen to Rick Ross. I mean, all these people yeah. are like gang members and murderers and drug dealers. And like and they're like they're not lying because like they go, you know, they're like, oh, that's just lyrics. Well, no, they're going to prison for it. You know, I mean, like YNW Melly is facing the death penalty for allegedly murdering his two best friends. And people in rap, like the industry and fans, don't give a shit. 
At, at least people in rock care. Yeah. Well, more than not giving a shit, it's almost the other way. It's like they they give a shit in that they want to see this stuff play out. More of because, it. Yeah. I mean, you you look at like the drill scene, for instance, and when people are when violence and killing has happened, and it, it's pushing forward the the spirit of the. It's just like a reality show to them, right? And I I don't know for sure. I can't really speak to this genre. It has more shitheads that don't care than this genre. Um. But yeah, accountability is is a good thing, and and yeah. I think because of all of this, you know, tearing down of of the predator culture, we're going to see a reform, and our next generation is gonna know this shit doesn't fly. Where where versus the you know it's sad to say, but the the generation that that people like me and younger uh, grew up watching that was like sensationalized like banging groupies man and right, fucking right. like being a scumbag and a shithead and trashing the hotel <laughs> and just being a total asshole and then that right. became normalized <laughs> and okay to the point where everyone was just like yeah let's this is awesome and now time's up you know chickens are coming home to roost we're realizing that's terrible and yeah you hear the guys from these like hair metal bands who are whatever in their 50s or something now telling these stories and you're just like, <laughs> like, no, no, it doesn't age well. You know, a lot. I think a lot of it was like boys will be boys sort of yeah. shit. But that's not flying in this decade. Yeah. And um, it hurts. It hurts to see. It hurts really but it badly. It is progress, but though. It is. Exactly. It, it's necessary to feel the pain of disillusionment that we're you know that we're feeling but it is progress and i'm hoping you know you talk a lot about how trends and genres are cyclical and and things come back and and so i'm hoping that that when we're on this next cycle these elements will be a lot less present and then there'll there'll be lots of pride to be had again uh being in in this industry and doing this music and um Again, there is a lot of pride to be had, like all the wonderful people that that sure have reached out. Um, but that doesn't erase the the hardships and and yeah. those moments where I'm like, is it all worth it? You know, why am I doing this? And luckily, uh, there's some some great reminders out there. And uh, yeah, I think the takeaway from from this situation is positive. Yeah, I mean. I kind of have some new heroes now because of it. What, what do you mean by that? Just some some of the folks that that I maybe wasn't fully following um, that reached out to say, hey, I'm in this. And and, and they're further along than me um, and still thriving. And I've gotten really, really nice texts from some just awesome people and great bands who I won't name because I don't want to like, you know, give anybody any reason to throw hate their way. But just amazing people that... uh inspire me now and and make me feel like i can look up to them and and continue on and uh, that then that's that's really great i think like practicing gratitude is such a like important thing for all of us but especially yes. people like us who have the incredibly good fortune to do what we do for a living mm -hmm. and, that's a great lesson uh, yeah it's easy to it's you know and that's not to like that's not to discount any of the things that are hard. You know, I mean, I get 
hundreds and hundreds of people calling me a fucking idiot every day and multiple threads a week about me on Reddit saying all kinds of terrible things about me and sucks. But at the end of the day, like ultimately, I'm just so incredibly grateful that I am able to do this for a living and that anybody on earth gives a fuck what I say about anything enough to react to it at all. Yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely true, man. While we're on that topic, uh, I just I was wondering if I had to ask you something. Um, sure. How how do you deal with that stuff? Seeing these threads of just misunderstood misdirected hate towards you and just a lot of you know how i know it can't feel good it sucks and, and how how do you deal with that inside uh when, when it happens when you see things that you don't want to see and and the like well it depends what they're saying like if people are just saying i'm old and ugly and they don't like my hats you know you, you can be okay with that because you're yeah. not putting your soul into your hats. Yeah. And you are. who you are. Right, right. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can pretty much let that stuff go. Um, there's some people right. that just make up lies about me, like saying that I'm like a bigot and a transphobe and stuff, which is just completely false. And that like worries me because I don't want people to think those things about me that aren't true. Right. Like a domino effect of inference and and just. Yeah, exactly. Because like, oh, I heard he's a transphobe. Well, totally, totally false. Like that is I have I I have absolutely no clue why anybody would ever say that, because if you watch any of my videos, I've always been like actually super supportive of trans people. And a lot of people in the comments call me like, you know, a woke SJW or whatnot. I'm like, well, <laughs> right. which is it? <laughs> well, you see you see that. Have you seen that meme? That's like. You can be on the internet and say something and then get like, you'll be like, the sky is blue. And then it's like, what about the other colors? What about <laughs> yellow? Right. It's like, that's a whole other sentence. You know, yeah, <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how he can be a bigot and an SJW at the same time. Right. But right. Uh, that that bothers me just because, like, you know, people don't do research. They just see a Reddit thread that this person is a bigot and they might believe it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to think that about me. So that 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 bothers me. Just because, you know, I mean, it's like my like I use my real name, like people know who I am and I don't want mm -hmm. people to think that about me because it's not true. Yeah. Um, Most of it, though, is just people like, you know, the metal people just arguing with every little thing I say. And to be honest, like that gets really draining to me is just feeling like everything I say just gets debated to death and right. nitpicked. And it's just very like, under scrutiny. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. Can you just let me exist and like not worry about whether I like the second Papa Roach album or not? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I think if you're just a person that isn't a public figure or isn't putting themselves out there, you don't get attacked for stuff like that. You don't right. get placed under such scrutiny. But I think there's just like a certain amount of assumed privilege that we have. Yes, where it's it true. feels like it's people are are totally okay with just unloading an onslaught of assumptions and verbal abuse and negativity because oh he ain't, he's not gonna see it he's he's yeah well he's, he's I, I will a big, see it big shot but, you know but and, but and I, he's not I, human and you know we but, still are but I agree with that they like we put ourselves out in the arena you know when you put out a video or when I put out a video or you put out a song people are allowed to say that it sucks. Yeah. And they're allowed to say that you're yeah. talentless and that I'm an idiot, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I would prefer that they don't. And right. I think for like their their own 
mental health. Like, I don't think it's a good, like, I don't think it's good for them to put that energy out into the world. But it's I don't part think of the that's... territory. And, and yeah, they're allowed taking to a risk. They're that. allowed to say that, you know, yeah. and I'm not, I'm never going to like, I don't know, it sounds weird to say it, but I'm never going to tell people to stop because that's just, it's just part of the, it's part of the you job. You are entitled you know? to your opinion about whatever about me. art. Yeah. 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 Or, right, or exactly. content whatever you want to call it that that people are putting out there. Yeah. Yeah, so I just I really just try to practice gratitude. That's the that's how I deal with it more than anything else is sometimes it does get to me. Um I mean, it gets to me a lot. Um but I try to just like take like literally take a deep breath and like so like uh, there's a physical part of it as I try to take a deep breath and relax the tension in my shoulders and face because like if you actually pay attention lots of times you're carrying a lot more tension in your body than you realize <laughs> bro tell me about it i i literally i don't know how to relax so i'm always yeah me always too tense. and like if you realize yeah. it if you actually like take a deep breath and like when you when you breathe out like consciously relax your body you'll be like oh shit i didn't realize how much tension how much, yeah I was how much i was carrying right and you will feel you will feel mentally better as soon as you let out that physical tension so i i do that and then mm -hmm. i just remind myself that I am so fucking fortunate to be in this position. And, you know, I mean, for example, I've talked about this a million times. Like my wife's family are like refugees from Vietnam. And, like her dad, you know, her her parents were both in like a communist prison camp in Vietnam and they broke out and risked their lives to, you know, basically steal a ship and, you know, pilot oh, wow. it to the Philippines and got attacked by pirates and almost died and blah, blah, blah. Oh, holy, you know, holy crap. And, and her dad also fought in the jungle in Vietnam from when he was 17 to 25 for like, you know, like eight fucking years fought in the jungle. You know, it's like, man, if my father-in-law can do all that, I can deal with some people on Reddit fucking, you know, calling me names. Yeah, that's a really, really good lesson too. Uh, and I appreciate you answering my question. Practicing gratitude. That's something that I want to take with me from this conversation and and this situation in general like literally the fact that we have running water is something to be grateful for like when the power goes yeah. out for like two hours how much does that suck <laughs> it's bad <laughs> definitely you know and yeah. and just think about how grateful you are when the power comes back on right i just try to i, I try i'm not and i do not do this successfully but i try to stay in that space or like if you have a health scare and you go to the doctor and you're like, no, uh, everything's fine. Just take these antibiotics. And you're like, oh, thank fucking God. I don't have cancer. Like I I try to stay in that space. I I do not successfully do it, but that's where I try to stay. Sure. Uh, I think aiming for it and and trying is is the best you can do. There's really no such thing as being in a constant state of happiness. Right. You know, to be happy is to be frequent with moments of, of happiness and being yep. grateful. Um, and I and and that's the the thing is that I, it's still it's still worth it, no matter the the painful opinions that people may have about you and, and the feelings <laughs> that they, may, they have. And, and aside from that, the difficulty of the industry, the amount of of shit that we take and get getting beat down and just run through the, the reams. I mean, it's, it's a hard way to the top if you want to rock and roll like like, <laughs> that's they, right. like you know, like ACDC said in those lyrics, um, I've always sort of. uh Look, looked at that as as a guide um but it, it is still definitely worth it and um we're both happy to be out there able to i mean think of how many really positive amazing stuff where people have i know you've you've seen i know if you've gotten where 
they say your, your content or your art has helped me so much. It, it is tons. Yeah, it has had a positive impact on my life and helped give me some sort of uh, solace during tough times. Um, and truthfully, I've seen a lot more of that than the bad. Of stuff. course. But but I think as humans, our brains tend to latch on to, uh, you know, one thorn in uh, a thousand roses. It's It's yep. hard to. I don't know. I don't know why we do it, but we do do it. We It's called, yeah, there, it's a thing in psychology called negativity bias that's like very well documented. And if you think about it, it makes sense evolutionarily because it's more important for you to remember, you know, where the saber-toothed tiger lives than how pretty the sunset was last night. Oh, man. I was like, I don't know why we do that. You just told me why we yeah, do that. that that's it's why. It's evolutionary. It's for survival. I, I get that. Um, but now, honestly, we've evolved so much where there's no more saber tooth tigers. And to survive, we actually need to try to train ourselves to do the opposite. Exactly. A lot of our like evolution, a lot of our behavior and like the way our brain works and stuff is actually maladapted to, <laughs> you know, a world in which like resource scarcity and stuff is no longer a thing. Dude, I love talking to you. <laughs> this is our, yeah. Our our uh, firmware is uh, needs an update. It is a firmware thing. Yeah, it totally is. Unfortunately, yeah, I keep waiting for the update. <laughs> we have to collectively update our firmware together. Yeah. There's one thing I wanted to mention, which is, um, you know, knowing that you know you don't love touring all the time and stuff. I know it's like it's hard for you. Me doing Twitch just two nights a week has really made me have a whole new level of respect for touring musicians especially singers because you know you are the focal point of the band i mean you of course everyone has their good and bad nights and stuff but like no matter what's going on in the day no matter how shitty you feel or a bad phone call that you had or whatever you got to put all that aside and give people a good show because they don't know or care about any of that and it's hard for me to do that on twitch even just twice a week let alone every single night for like six or eight weeks. So respect for that. Thank you. And hey, the respect is is reciprocated, man. I mean, Twitch two nights a week, that's tough for me as well. Like when I'm home, that's pretty much what I strive to do is is the two uh two nights a week on Twitch. And yeah, setting aside your personal stuff and putting on that that face and being the the one that your fans have grown to love you for no matter what the show must go on that I, I appreciate that man. And, um, performing gives me validation and joy and understanding that is so profound. I, I couldn't possibly describe it. And it, it is the high that I chase in life. It is the number one, my number one, uh, favorite thing is to perform. Um, and I love it more than anything, but touring and everything that comes with it, the traveling, uh, and, and, the exhaustion and and the giving up of basic amenities i mean it becomes inhumane a lot of times i don't love that so <laughs> it's like i love to perform but the shit that you must go through the other 23 get, and a half hours a day yeah not yeah so great. And, and that's the thing is that you, you you wake up early and you load you grind and then you wait around and maybe you got you got to do these meet and greets where you still have to perform in a way and put on a face and then you've got to well, I've got to like help sell merch and we got to help out with merch and, and, and be on roadies and not a lot going on. There's big serotonin spike when you perform and then you're back down to low. The inertia is still carrying and you've just got noise and songs and your ears are ringing and you're trying to go to sleep and 
off to the next one, you know, day after day. Insides of venue bathrooms are all you're really seeing because there's no time for touristy shit. Right. That is a a literal struggle bus. It's a hard way to the top if you want to rock and roll, Andy. <laughs> That's right, man. Um, but I'm I'm gonna keep climbing and uh keep trudging through. And um, hey man, people like you who make me feel valid in what I'm doing, you help me keep going, and we're in this together, man. So yeah, thank you for le- for letting me uh talk about this and um just even for seeing the the spirit and the validity and the good nature in my tweet means the world, man. So appreciate it. Well, I appreciate your time and uh I will let you go and we'll catch you next time you come through town. All right. I hope we can do this again soon, man. Absolutely. I'll see you. Take care. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that, and you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel... They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.